coming up this week, Universal Studios Hollywood has a pretty good 2016, Space Mountain celebrates 40 years, and the Diz celebrates 20 years. Plus, later we take you to the grand opening of Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. All that next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 679, for the week of June 4th, 2017. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, how there. Is that a banshee on your shoulder, or are you just happy to see me? I finally get to use that yeah, one. Yeah, nice, you've been saving that one. And Luella Loriola. Hello, everyone. And everyone else is still traveling. Um, Mary Jo and Tony are in chat on Mixler uh, at 30,000 feet in the air. Um, and Nancy is still at Walt Disney World, so I want to apologize for the technical craziness uh last week we thought we could pull it off and bring you a show from walt disney world it just didn't happen so we'll cover some of the stuff uh from that we were going to cover last week this week and save some some of the stuff for when mary joe comes back uh oh yeah now they're wanting me to pay for their their internet um hello to our friends (laughs) (laughs) listening live on mixler if you want to listen and chat live we stream live every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, head over to Mixler.com, M-I-X-L-R.com. Lots of chat in the chat room tonight about the 20th anniversary party of the Diz. It was so much fun. Um, it looked like it was so much fun. Yeah. I really wish I could have gone. Have you recovered, Michael? No. Okay, yeah, me. No, I, I haven't even finished unpacking. Oh yeah, no, it's like I just dumped everything out. Um, I, I, I think we both got in like last night at ten or ten thirty, so it was, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was a long day of travel. Um, and of course, ten uh, is actually one a.m. Orlando time, so it just yeah, I'm still trying to. It's it's going to be a rough night doing the podcast, and then. Uh, get still trying to it. adjust. Yeah, still, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the event though in Epcot was was epic. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and it didn't rain. It the didn't one rain. Night, it didn't rain. Even I mean, even though Disney pulled out the the rain contingency plan, it di- really didn't rain. Yeah, um, we yeah. could we could have been outside, but yeah, as, I guess Mother Nature knows not to screw around with Pete Werner. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, awesome concert by Jody Benson, a private showing of Illuminations. Michael found a perfect spot. We're, we were what? At, um. Rose and Crown Carol, I yeah. think, actually. No, Carol didn't find it. Um, Patty Chatner and I found yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It was right below, um, Rose and Crown. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, it, right on, right, right on water level, which is kind of yeah. cool. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, we raised tons of money. It was what we raised uh, over sixty thousand dollars this last week for Give Kids the World, and so now the Diz or the Diz Unplugged has raised more than half a million dollars for Give Kids the World. 
That's amazing. Yeah, just yeah. amazing. Yeah. Do you remember what which cruise that was that they announced that Michael was at two point podcast cruise? Did he announce it on a cruise or on a show? I don't remember. Okay, it might but it was a few. It was a few years ago. It was ago. a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, so it was just so much. Fun. We we had an awesome meet with a, a bunch of dizzers at One Man's Dream. Um, had probably twenty twenty five uh, people there show up for our Disneyland meet. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Mary Jo and I were at Jelly Rolls on Friday night and met up with a few more Dizzers, which was cool because she wasn't able to get to the, to the other meet. So, uh, now they're, now they're complaining about the wifi they want me to pay for on, on Mixler. Okay. Um, but uh, do you have anything else you want to <laughs> add? Do, do you have anything else you want to add about the meet, Michael? Um, no, uh, we had a connecting with Walt meet. Craig oh, yeah, and I did. Yes. And and that was a lot of fun. We mm-hmm. it was Disneyland themed. Mm-hmm. We met up at Sunshine Tree Terrace in Adventureland, and then we went on we went Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room, and then we went over to Country Bear Chamboree, and then the People Mover, and then uh, and then Carousel of Progress. I shared uh, some little uh, tidbits of fun facts and trivia about each attraction along the way and of course these are all attractions with the exception of the tiki room that are are gone but not forgotten mm-hmm. from disneyland right. but that we can still enjoy mm-hmm. at, at uh, the magic kingdom so we had a great time um with some of our connecting with walt listeners so thank you yeah it was fun yeah um Remind folks about the, the rest of our Diz Unplug family of podcasts. It should be back to normal this week. Uh, well, normal in, you know, it's a relative term. Uh, the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show every Monday. The Orlando edition every Tuesday live at 10 a.m. Pacific. Best and the Worst on Wednesday. Universal Show on Thursdays. And Diz Pop on Fridays. Plus the Daily Fix every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific. Wednesdays are the best. Um, and I hear there's a special, something special that went up, Michael? Yeah, connecting with Walt, we had a bonus episode. Ooh. You know that, yeah, Treasures from the Disney Vault, you know, on Turner Classic Movie Channel? Mm-hmm. They had a they had one of their all-nighters on Friday. Okay. And this was something that Craig and I have been talking about doing for a while. And that's um, before all of those shows aired, we did an episode just giving some background on all of the shows that they were uh, showing mm-hmm. that night. Uh, history and uh, fun facts and you know things like that were some of the locations that were used in filming that you can still visit today and then um, later on we will then do a review show where we'll talk a little more about our thoughts on each of those shows and also um, and then I'll have a, I'll have a, even more fun facts and history about the shows that maybe went more in that would have been more from a film critic's point of view rather than a history point of view. So I didn't want to share them prior to the show. So that should be in your iTunes feed. So um so check that out. That's it's a it's a bit of a different show for us. So we'd be uh, interested in hearing, uh, you know, what you folks think of that type of show and if you would be interested in um, more like that. We'll listen now. We'll wait. <laughs> That's right. We'll just put ourselves on pause. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, somebody in, in... That sounds uh, exciting. I, I can't wait to hear that. That sounds good. Yeah. Oh, thank you. 
Someone in chat is talking about Space Mountain. Um, while we were away, uh, Space Mountain celebrated, uh, <laughs> 40 years. Um, except it wasn't really Space Mountain that celebrated 40 years because it was still, uh, Hyperspace Mountain when the 40th happened. But they did release a couple cool new t-shirts. And on Saturday, the 27th, they had uh, a cast member outside Space Mountain with one of those little frame things where you could take your picture with your head in, in the frame that said 40 years and, and the date. So that's kind of cool. Um, but now uh, we have to go back because the, the classic-ish Space Mountain is back. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Looking, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I haven't written the classic gosh for a while it's and it's been a couple years right yeah yeah it has so yeah, I'm looking I'm glad that, that they're I'm glad they're going back to that yeah I mean I know they have it at you know the Magic Kingdom but it, again what's nice same. is no. ours is just a little bit different yeah, from theirs with the, with the the speakers in the in it's a different song too right right and and ours is a little smoother mm-hmm. I, and I always feel like I'm going to fall out of their cars hmm because it's the old style cars where you're riding a little higher. Right. And and those scare me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see what else is going on. Oh, did you see on, on Twitter today that, that this uh, weekend the re- regular um, Matterhorn FastPass machines were unveiled? Because they've been using... Yeah, I've, yeah, yeah I saw them? them. Okay. Yeah, they're super cute. Okay. They're really cute. They have these... They look like animals that are carved. Okay. It's very nice. Okay. It's, it's, it, the FastPass has been open, but they've been using like temporary outdoor vending carts for that. So that's kind of cool that they're... Yeah, they were using... Similar to what you were getting for the... Um, World the, of Color. The show. And, yeah. yeah, World of Color. But yeah. now they're they're standing there. Okay. So it ca- carved like animals. I mean, like yetis or goats or what? I'm trying to think of what lives in mountains. Oh, gosh. No, they look like critters, kind of like a squirrel. I didn't look really close. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're, I think they're, they, I saw a bunny. They're made to look like stone, though, too, right? Not, not yeah, like, yeah. It, oh, interesting. Like, huh. Yeah, yeah. they're not painted like a certain color. They they look like they're carved into like the stone or or wood. Oh. It, it's 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 really cute. It's really nice. I I saw them today when I walked by and people were getting their fast passes. And and in awesome awesome news, we hear that Fantasia ice cream is back at Gibson Girl. So I'm gonna have to go get me some more of that. Yes, although you can't get the whoopie pie. I asked. Oh, that's gone. Get it? Yeah, they said they can. It's just a uh, cup or cone. Oh uh, man! But so it's there. Is, is all of the secret menu gone, or because like, um, what about the yeah. stuff at at um, Refreshment Corner, Coke Corner? Can I still get my? Yeah. My Frito pie? Yeah, that I don't know. Okay. We'll have to, but they do have a sign for the uh the Fantasia ice cream. It's Okay. It's a yeah, it's there by the register. So it's not quite a secret anymore. Yeah, not quite a secret. Yeah. Um any other housekeeping? Nope. None for me. Wow, it's quiet. Um make sure if you have uh if you're uh I'll put links in the show notes, but we're updating our the D twenty three expo page with and things are coming out, um, you know, weekly almost, if not more. Uh, there's Marvel information going on mm-hmm. uh, uh, that just went up. Um, the Disney records, like the Disney music 
people have have a bunch of things happening. Disney channels are there are going to be there. Uh, so just just keep an eye on the Diz, and we'll we'll keep you updated uh, on that. Um, we're gonna talk. I was going to yeah, mention something about the. There's like a DJ dance party block party. Now is that part of the Mad Tea is, Party? So is that part of Summer of Heroes, or is that something just they threw in because they needed something extra? I think they just threw it in because it okay. happens like from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. at night. Okay. But uh, it's just a DJ, and you can dance there in the area where Mad Tea Party used to be. Okay. And I don't think it's any Guardians or Hero theme. It's okay, just, just dance block party. Got it. Okay. They need to sell more booze. Part party. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anything else in in housekeeping? It's going to be a quick show. Uh, all right. Time for the news. And uh, when I was back in Orlando sitting with Jackie, and who also writes news stories for the Diz, as much as was going on with Pandora and Guardians of the Galaxy and Summer of the Heroes, there is nothing else in the news. So I did find one story, so we will go with that. Um, and since Tony's not here, I, I can go with one story and he won't know. Uh, okay, so according to numbers... He's listening now. According to numbers <laughs> released by the Themed Entertainment Association, and I don't, I should have looked this up, the acronym is AECOM, uh, which aren't official but are typically thought to be accurate, Universal Studios had a great 2016 thanks to a boy named Harry Potter. Uh, attendance at Universal Studios Hollywood jumped 14% or almost a million guests to 8.1 million guests in 2016. Uh, 2016 was kind of a quiet year at Disneyland Park with lots of construction going on, and numbers reflected that. Disneyland Park was attendance was down 2% to 17.9 million guests. Um, Soarin' Around the World and Luigi's Rollicking Roadsters did not help California Adventure, <laughs> surprisingly, um, where attendance was down 1% to 9.3 million. Surprisingly, attendance was up at Knott's Berry Farm, up 3.8%, to 4 million visitors in 2016. Um, new last year for Dotsbury Farm was the revamped Ghost Rider. Um, and we'll extend it a little bit. Other numbers, Six Flags Magic Mountain gained 6.5% in 2016, or 200,000 guests. Uh, their total for 2016 was 3.3 million guests. SeaWorld San Diego was flat at 3.5 million guests. Well, at least they didn't go down again. I know, yeah. Yeah, at least that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's, that's, that, that's probably a success, I guess. Yeah, well, maybe that means they'll level out and start going back up. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, well, they have something coming in, don't they, this next summer, maybe? I don't know. I mean, but, you know, when they opened up that Antarctica mm-hmm. at um, in Florida, that didn't help them. Their attendance still went down. Yeah, so true. All right, uh, let's see. Time for rapid fire. I will go first. Um, if you want an alternative to the huge, huge, huge crowds at Disneyland on the 4th of July, Knott's Berry Farm will be presenting Independence Day fireworks on July 1st, which is Saturday. 
I think, yes, Saturday, uh, July 2nd on the Sunday, and then, of course, on the actual 4th of July. Uh, those will happen at 9.45 p.m., and it's about a 15-minute show. So, uh, if you're looking for something other than Disneyland to spend the 4th of July, Knott's Berry Farm is a good option. Have a boysenberry something and enjoy the fireworks. Uh, Michael. Well, it's a new month, and so I'm going to talk about... Uh, what's left on the June calendar for uh, mm-hmm. the Walt Disney Family Museum because they've already had a couple of events go yeah. by. First of all, the talk. This one sounds really interesting. It's the evolution of the princess dress on Saturday, July 29th. And this is uh, this is it, it, the talk is going to be on Walt Disney's princesses, Snow White, Cinderella, Aurora, how they paved the way for how uh, characters look um, influences the tone of the film. So what they're going to talk about is how the iconic dresses um, and dramatic reveals that were created by the Waltz animators have an impact today from, uh, from like, for instance, the, the red carpet fiber optic ball ground that was worn by Claire Danes to the Met Gala in 2016 to the different um, Polynesian textiles that were cra- crafted for the feature animation um moana so um fashion designer and project one way participant J- jake wall and visual development costume designer artist for moana nese bove um will talk about how walt's vision helped create magical moments through fashion and shaped our perception of the iconic princess look so i think that's going to be a lot of fun and uh let's see a couple of other things coming up uh um, in June, there's a couple of films that are playing. Uh, Sleeping Beauty uh, from 1959, one of my favorites. And Summer Magic that was just on Turner Classic Movie Channel um, from, in, from 1963. And you can also hear a little about the history of that um, film on the latest Connecting with Walt. An exhibition, Awaking Beauty, The Art of Ivan Earl, has started and will be running through January 8th, 2018. Of course, we know him best as the lead stylist for Sleeping Beauty. He also did the concept art that helped shape Lady and the Tramp and Peter Pan. And this is a retrospective through um, his whole life story. And this is um, different from the exhibit that was down at Forest Lawn um, last year. Uh, There's more to this exhibit. It does have some of the... uh, you know, items that were on exhibit down at Forest Lawn, but uh, there are um, quite a few items that were not on exhibit um, down there. Uh, Deja Vu, the art of Andreas Deja, is still running through October 4th, um, 2017. There's also another film that is running, and they're they're also doing a uh, it's a documentary on Ivan Earl, and so you want to check the calendar for that, and because it's playing sporadically uh, throughout the month. Also, they made an announcement. Um, they have an advisory committee at the museum, and they've added. This is made up of of people that have different. Um, you know, different personal achievements that all that, and that um, provide strategic guidance for the museum. And they have added um, Disney legend Marty Sklar and the president of the Walt Disney Imagineering, Bob Weiss, to this uh, advisory committee. And so I took a look and say, okay, who else is on this advisory committee that we might know? And they have Nancy Heilman Bechtel, who's the chairman of the Presidio. Um, 
trust board. Of course, the Presidio is where the uh, San Francisco in San Francisco is where the museum is located. Andreas Deja is on it. Of course, producer Don Hahn, who we all know. Um, Chris Kelly, uh, Kelly, I should say, he's uh, he's an attorney who. Um, advises companies on private security, safety, and regulatory affairs. John Lasseter, Michelle Lund, who is the daughter of Sharon Lund, who was um, one of Walt Disney's daughters, and Leonard Malton, of course, the film critic. Cynthia Rowland, she is she's uh, works on a number of uh, nonprofit organizations, committees. And um, Tom Sebastian, uh, again, he's... Uh, he's in the marketing field and all that and Marty Sklar and Barb Weiss. So anyway, so I just thought that was a little interesting tidbit. So that's, what's going on at the Walt Disney family museum in June. Excellent. Thank you, Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of put Luella on the spot. Do you have anything in housekeeping or sorry, in rapid fire Luella? I do. I do. So if you've ever wanted to have the opportunity to camp at Knott's Berry farm, you have a wonderful opportunity coming up in August. Uh, Coaster Camp Out is your opportunity to support the Boys and Girls Club of America and camp out for one night at Knott's in their Park Pavilion Picnic Center. And what's great about this is 100% of the proceeds are going to go to the Boys and Girls Club of America. So your donation will include admission to Knott's into Soak City on August 26th and 27th and early ride time at Camp Snoopy and Fiesta Village on August 27th with a continental breakfast in the morning of the 27th. And it also includes complimentary parking for the 26th and 27th of August. And it's $250 for the campsite of up to four people. But it sounds like a lot of fun and uh, something really different, a different experience. So check the website, go to knots.com. And uh, participate if you'd like to do this, because it's great going to a great cause, the Boys and Girls Club of America. Very cool. Awesome. Uh, Speaking of good cause, I have some information that I'm not able to share yet. Um, But, you know, I'd like to bring it up. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) Well, uh, Give Kids a World is working on bringing back a version of Coasting for Kids. Ah, great. So um, they're working with, because you know, they're, they're no longer working with Cedar Fair, so they're working with some independent parks around the country. Um, it probably won't be all be on the same day. It looks like they're going to start trying to do maybe one a month, you know, and then and do it that way during, like, the summer season. Uh, so hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll have some announcements. Um, some of the names that I heard are, are kind of interesting, so... Uh, when I know more about that, I will gladly share it with you. Uh, I know we have listeners across the country, so uh, hopefully some Dizzers will be able to participate. It's going to be fun. They uh, should do it with SeaWorld. <laughs> I mean, they'd be happy to right, exactly. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, exactly. Um, Michael, do we, since we have a little extra time, do you want to sh- share your thoughts about Pandora? Yeah, well, you know, I was a bit uh, skeptical mm-hmm. about Pandora, uh, and some of my skepticism remains. Okay. Uh, I still feel that as an IP, you know, a film, mm-hmm. uh, th- you know, it's not a suitable family film. And so I still find it questionable okay. for, you know, that they chose this. However, is, is Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones, a suitable family film? Yes, I think so. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> Just because there's a lot more violence and um, <laughs> swearing in okay. Avatar. Okay, cool. All but right. anyway. So but, so the fact that somebody's face melts off, that's... 
Oh yeah, you know it's fake <laughs> by okay, state right, standards. Okay. Right, right. <laughs> anyway, and they're not swearing and shooting each other up right, the whole okay, time. Right. Because during the Patreon event, I they had it running behind the bar on TV, so I was watching it out of the corner <laughs> of my eye, and I thought, wow. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, you know what? It's a beautiful environment, I, and that's what it was. It's 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 Pandora, the world of Avatar. Mm-hmm. So it is a it is recreating that environment as it recovers from the war which they avatars considered a documentary of a great war and when you walk in there it's lush it's beautiful the animal noises are amazing and i would like a recording of a cd of just the animal noises Mm -hmm. throughout the day and and play them in my backyard but uh but um and the animal no- to talk about level of detail, the noises change throughout the day. Right. If you get there first thing in the morning, it's the cacophony of this jungle as all of the animals wake up, and then during the course of the day, you'll hear you know as as the nocturnal animals go to sleep, and then you you know diurnal animals wake up, and you hear them calling back and forth to each other. You hear a roar, and then you hear another roar from the other side going back and forth. You hear uh, the other little animals chittering and chattering and warning each other. But then as the heat of the afternoon, the animals sort of die down a little, and it's a little quieter. Then at evening, when the sun sets, you know, the nocturnal animals are are waking up again it's another huge um cacophony of animal noises and then they settle down into the nighttime um animal noise so just that's amazing the um the difference in the land between night and day is incredible during the day you see more of the lushness you see the depth as the land sort of continues on at night you don't see the depth but everything is glowing and the lighting. So you see, it's a completely different experience. So you have to see the land at daytime and nighttime to fully appreciate it. I mean, the sidewalks are glowing, the plants are glowing. And it's not just that, and it's not just like, you know, these day glow sticks. I mean, they're glowing, they're pulsating. Um, there's layers of them. I mean, it's really incredible. The two attractions are interesting the uh, uh, the flight of uh, the passage of course that's when you're riding the banshee i would say even if you have a fast pass at some point you've got to bite the bullet and walk through the queue and uh because the queue is is an incredible level of detail it does tell a story it sets the stage for the flight itself uh there is uh when you get into the pre-show there are different versions of the pre-show so you can ride it a few times, and um, you'll get slightly, sli- very, very slight variations on the pre-show, and then you, uh, and then do the fast. The fast pass completely bypasses it. Uh, I rode. Uh, there's three levels of flight, flight of passage. Um, very similar to the uh, sort of Soren, how there's three levels on that on that contraption but you are in sort of a motorcycle like um thing if you've seen the tron coaster you know video of that at shanghai very similar to that and you get in and so i rode the on the third level and the second level i rode it three times i rode on the very end it was um, number 16 and i did feel i got some distortion there 
And the way the wind went into my glasses, it dried out my eyes because there are effects. There's wind effects, there's water effects, there's scent effects, all very well done. And when I so the next times I rode, I asked to sit in the center and I sat in number eight. And uh, that was much better. Very different experience. Felt the motion a little more. Um, also, what I didn't realize is my vehicle when I rode it the first time was all the special effects on the vehicle itself were not working. And so... Um, they were working. So the vehicle itself has some special effects for you to experience. So they were working all the other time. So that is their e-ticket attraction. And what is surprising, and if you read the article by Jackie Gailey on the Diz, she does talk about how the attraction does not accommodate everybody, all different sizes and shapes of people. Nor does it, does it have like um, our submarine voyage or our castle walkthrough where we have a separate room for people who, for whatever reason, cannot ride the submarine or cannot go through the corridors of the castle. They can still experience it. They have themed um, experiences where they can sit and watch and experience those attractions. It was surprising they don't have that for Flight of Passage. I would assume they're working on it. I also heard that they are working better with guests and tell, you know, trying to give them guidance as to how to position their bodies so they will fit on the attraction. They were doing that when I was there, yeah. when I was on it. And uh, so there wasn't, when I wrote it, there was no one that they had to, uh, ask to leave the right. um the attraction they did work with them they asked them uh, most of the time it was a matter of asking them to sit more forward mm -hmm. to sit straighter to and to bring their um feet up i mean that's what i kept hearing over again so um there, i can there... imagine that they don't later on in the future make some accommodations you know, to accommodate these people or at least give that other experience like you can at the submarines here in Disneyland. Right. They should do, yeah. yeah, they should do that for people who can't transfer yeah. out of wheelchairs. And and especially if you know the film, I don't want to give any spoiler alerts. Yeah, I don't want to give any spoilers if you haven't seen the film yet. There is a character that um is confined to a wheelchair. So that's why it's a little surprising that that wasn't taken into consideration. But then uh, and then the other attraction is the is more family oriented, although I saw people of all ages and um, yeah, of all ages and sizes on Flight of Passage. The other one is a much more sedate attraction. It is the Navi River Journey. And that it, it's it's just a sweet ride where you're riding through the bioluminescent forest. There is no storyline to it. It's just, you, again, you're just experiencing the forest. And of course, if you haven't already seen it, the uh, shaman audio animatronic figure is amazing. And um, it's, it's surprisingly short, the attraction. And, um, but it's nice. It'll be interesting to see in a year or two, how long the lines are for, Navi River Journey compared to Flight of Passage, which I think will always be long. Um, I ate in uh, both of the restaurants, the the canteen. I don't know how you pronounce the first name. I don't remember. It's Santuli or something. Yeah. And the, that's my new favorite place to eat. the The food was fantastic. I had uh, I had 
a uh, I don't know I had like this uh, uh, I don't know it, it's that grain that I, I can't oh, remember quinoa. how you pronounce quinoa. it quinoa why don't they just spell it that way with vegetables <laughs> and then one time and then I had it with um, grilled chicken grilled chicken is excellent another time I had it with um, uh, the steak and that was also very good but I think I preferred the chicken there are three types of sauces you can get them all on the side which is what I did and then um, and then I just poured them on in little sections so I had it all and that was very good the they uh, the drink that I I had a, a drink over at the um, counter service window and uh, it, it's their signature drink at that window and it was extremely refreshing I think it's called, um, oh, I don't know, Moonlight Madness or something. I forget what it was <laughs> called. I wasn't prepared up. to go. Okay. I wasn't, yeah, Pongo Pongo. I wasn't, I wasn't um, I prepared to go into into all that. It's very good, very refreshing. It's striped. It comes with a little glowy thing. That, that look, it looks like a little glowy testicle. But, and um, it's, I'm it's, sure that's not what it is. It's bioluminescent. <laughs> yes. And that was good, too. So... So, you know, the big question is, what does this have to do with Disney? You know, Pandora, the world of Avatar. Nothing, of course. But what it does is it has to do with the theme of the land itself, which is, you know, it, it's it's a theme, I should say, of the park of Animal Kingdom about conservation, yeah. you know, protecting animals, about, you know, restoration of of a planet that has been devastated, you know, caring for resources, things like that. So that's what, that's how this fits in. Uh, um, you know, and of course, it, the level of detail is amazing, you know, done by Joe Rody, who designed the whole park. So, you know, so even though, so re reluctantly, you know, I give this a thumbs up. I think it is beautiful. Um, I think in many ways, it's probably good that, the, the this land is going to be able to stand on its own before that what i think there's four more films that are supposed to come out avatar films i think three sequels and one prequel and because who knows how those are going to do so i think it's good that this land can be successful and popular on its own away from those films it's also my understanding that you know, when, when we go through these experiences, we're wondering, what is this about? I mean, what, why is this shaman the central figure of this river ride and, and other aspects of this land? Apparently, that's going to be addressed in the upcoming films. So this land is going to take on more significance as those films are released. So I... I I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I spent quite a lot of time in there. And so what about you, Tom? Did you get to experience I, I it? I did not. I didn't I didn't spend a lot of time in the parks this trip, so I didn't get in there yet. So that's <laughs> something for me for next time. Yeah, and I got my I did get a banshee because I, I'm trying to think, especially as I start thinking about, you know, I'm going with the Diz on the China, you know, Adventures by Disney trip, thinking of what is the one souvenir I would want from each park that when I look at it, or when people look at it, they'll say, oh, that's in Shanghai, that's in Hong Kong, that's in Tokyo. So I was thinking, okay, from Pandora, what is the one thing? So I got um, a 
I got a banshee and because uh, I thought, yeah, you're not getting that anywhere else. Mm, right. And so um, there's a whole rookery experience that I think is supposed to be similar to the, you know, you're getting the matched wand, with yeah. the, the wand. I, I got ripped off. My cast member was terrible. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. No. He was so he was That's so part of bad. the experience, right? That you he buy was, it and you and I, and I remember his name. <laughs> and um, if anybody wants to know who didn't, to didn't they know who you were? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was in a group, but he was terrible. Um, all he wanted and said, what do you want? Which one do you want? He didn't even give instructions. And then I'm hearing about how there's this whole thing about matching and you take this pledge about caring for your banshee and all this. We got none of that. Oh, that's Jeez. not good. Especially yeah. you get better, everyone is you get better service at, to, yeah. at Build-A-Bear. I mean, come on. Yeah, I know. I know. So uh, kiss so the that, heart and then put it in. His, oh, sorry, yeah. That part was disappointing. I had to go to another cast member to ask how the thing worked. And I said and I pointed to the guy and said, he is terrible. I said, he does nothing. I said he explains nothing, <laughs> and um, and and the the cast member just looked at me like I had a banshee crawling so, out of so my nose. The, oh. <laughs> so the cast members weren't like into the land. You know, I mean, they weren't that. That one was not. Okay. I mean, that one. The others were. Okay. You know, they talk about. You know, these are not attractions. These are expeditions. Right, yeah. We are not guests. We are adventurers. So everyone else was into it. Everyone else is very excited about the land. Um, when I was sitting there eating my my um food, cast members are walking up to me, asking me if I was enjoying it, what I thought of the land, if I'd gone on any of the excursions. Uh, I mean, they were very excited to be there, except for okay. one. Okay. <laughs> oh, and it happened to be no, the I one mean, that gave you your uh-huh. banshee. <laughs> but, yeah. but, but were they acting as cast members or were they acting as people that live in this land or, you know, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. That's that's hard. I okay. think because it was so crowded, they were they were more cast members trying to manage okay. crowds. Okay. Well, so. the, the, I'm I'm kind of like um, hinting about how about Guardians of the Galaxy. So we'll talk about that later on about how cast members interact at Guardians of the Galaxy. So, mm-hmm. all right. Um, for those of you listening live. Uh, stick around for the Summer of Heroes discussion. That's going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Diz Unplugged podcasts this week. And of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.